Mr. Howard Baxter. Howard, it's good to see you. Hey, Will, it's good to be here. It really is. Thank you for having me. Well, it's a pleasure to uh, have you come over and talk about your candidacy and your background and some things about law enforcement in general. But uh, let's begin with the wide open ended question Who is Howard Baxter? Well, you know what? Uh, I was born, I was raised in DuCoin. I was raised by my mother, Phyllis, and my grandmother, Janine, and my Aunt Polly. Went to elementary school, went to high school there, went to John A. Logan College after, after high school. I got married to a local girl from Franklin County, Chana Flint. And, and in 1993, I started my law enforcement career at the Perry County Sheriff's Office as a jailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to work for Sam Hiller. Uh, he was a great man. We recently lost Sam, but he was, he was a very, very great man. Um, I spent about a little over a year or so at the Perry County Sheriff's Office, and then I was fortunate enough to get on at the city of Carbondale as a patrol officer. Uh, while, while I was at Carbondale, I was an FTO officer, which is a, a uh, field training officer. I, uh-huh. I trained new officers in some of the policies and things and ways of Carbondale. I did that for a little bit. And then, uh, I was like I said, I was at Carbondale for five years, and then uh, in 1999, I was appointed to go to the State Police Academy in Springfield for Illinois State Police, which that was a great time that I had there. Uh, I spent 20 years with the State Police. I worked in patrol, I worked in investigations, and I worked in administration. Um, I'm a special agent, which is basically the same thing as saying a detective, and I want to say 05 or so, and then I made sergeant in 06, and uh, they're in, we call it the Division of Internal Investigations, but most folks say Internal Affairs. Right. But that's where I I spent the most of the, uh, the most of my time as an in, an investigator there, and uh, as a sergeant though I was in charge of the background unit, which was responsible for doing backgrounds, be it for for code or for which are civilian, or for sworn personnel. And after I spent, I was there from '03 to to '07. And then I came back home to 13 as a sergeant, uh, got back into, the, back into the, the patrol side, and made master sergeant in December of 2009. Mm-hmm. Now, as a master sergeant, you know, I have a platoon of troopers and a sergeant that I have to, that, that I oversee. I like to say that I work with them, but I'm, right. you know, but, but I'm, their, but I'm their boss. But, you know, I just had guys that I enjoyed working with there. And I did that for a little while on the patrol side. And then I was the administrative officer for District 13, and which basically, the, that's the business end, if you will, you know, um, overtime budgets and just things such as that that had to do with handling money or, you know, just assigning troopers to certain details here or there. Scheduling. Scheduling, yeah, and I'll tell you what, and didn't, but then working closely with Springfield, because I'm here to tell you whenever, they, whenever Springfield calls and they want what they want, they want it right now. And uh-huh. I'll tell you what, that was a learning experience for me because you talk about some pressure. <laughs> 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 yeah. but, you know, but, but, you know, but I've worked for colonels and lieutenant colonels, and um, I think that, i tell you what, the career that I had uh, has really put me in a good place to be the next sheriff of Perry County, actually. I was around a lot of the great leaders in the state police. And I, and I like sharing this story. I mean, you know, you just pick what you like from each, from each leader. And then, you know, I always say, like, I'm, I'm an unseasoned piece of, uh, piece of beef. 
But everything that I get, I'm being seasoned with. And I just want to be the best version. Best you can be. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's just, that's just the way I, I try to get it out. But uh, And you've been with the Ducoin Police Department since 2020? Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, February 13th, 2020 was my hire date with Carbonell City. Mayor Guy Alonji With Ducoin City. Yeah, with, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, with Ducoin City. And, um, and it's been a great time. I tell you, I, I really enjoy my interaction with the community you know this is something that i was doing 30 years ago i was getting out and i was walking the neighborhoods i was walking into businesses just talking to people i mean you know people like to see their officers other than just having a call for service i mean and one of the best i mean the best interactions are with the young people i i love the kids and I, t- I tell my wife, I tell you, the bulk of my friends are either under 10 or they're over 65. <laughs> you know, I just, I just enjoy just, I mean, just you, you get so much history from the older generation right. in DuCoin. And I've learned so much. I mean, and, and, and all I do is say hello. Oh, we know your grandmother. We, I, I, I play ball with your uncle, you know. Sure. But, uh, I mean, it's just, it's one of the best things that, that I can do is just interact with the community. So was there a specific moment when you made a decision that you were going to run for sheriff? You know, I tell you what, um, gosh, not too long whenever it got open, you know, I had thought about running for, for sheriff. And, and I would talk with my wife, and my, my wife, Chana, and, you know, she would say no. Because, and, and I know why, you know, the way, you know, our country is just, we're, you know, we're kind of being pulled apart a little bit, and, and the reputation that most politicians have is, is not good. Right. I mean, I'm just going to be frank with you, and my wife didn't want me to be a part of that. So, but, you know, but I, but I continued to pray, and prayer is very important to me. So, and, and every once in a while, I would say, hey, hon, I mean, I'd like to run for sheriff. No, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, but I'll tell you what, it was in April, this, this, this past April, after praying still, and, and when I go to work, I, I pay attention what, to, how, to what people are talking about, you know, to kind of feel the pulse of their concerns and, and what they want to see change. And I came home, and I said, hon, I said, and I, I mean, I swear, I felt it in my belly. I said, I feel my need to run for sheriff. And she didn't say anything. I went to, to, to our bedroom and changed out of my uniform, and I was just sitting there. And she came in, she gave me a hug. She says, I'll support whatever that you want to do. And that was all I needed. Because, listen, I can't do it without her. Right. I mean, this isn't just me. It's my family. And there's just no way. And I won't get too emotional, but I tell you what, I, I wouldn't be where I am today if my wife wasn't by my side. Mm. I mean, I just love her and she loves me. And, but uh, that's how I came to my decision. And, you know, and that's why, I mean, and, you know, and, and I know Chad. I, Chad's a good guy, you know. You're talking about your opponent. Yes, yes, yes. Chad Howard, yes. But I'll tell you what, um, I'm the, I mean, with my experience, you know, I've managed, like I said, sworn, sworn people, sworn personnel, and, and cold personnel. I have, and there's a maturity that you get when you're in, because, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, I was a hard charge when I came out of the, the gates for Carbondale. I mean, I remember... I wanted to go after a, a stop sign violator and almost got hit. My FTO said, whoa, whoa, hire, you know, gee whiz, mm-hmm. you know, just take your time. I mean, but that's stuff that you learn. And like I said earlier, whenever you, and to have a career as long as, as I've had and to have been exposed to the leaders that I have and just to be in communication with the community, be it on a statewide level or in Perry County, DuCoin, Pinckneyville, you know, 
I know that what I have inside of me is what the Perry County Sheriff's Office need. And, and I'm willing for that. And, and if fortunate enough to be sheriff, they will, they will see that. I will, what I do for DuCoin, I'll do for Perry County. Mm-hmm. Because I want the people, listen, my family lives here too. Public safety is number one in Perry County, be it if you're traveling through here or if you live in Perry County. I want people to know that if they need us, we'll be there. So, I mean, this just, but that's important to me. Just to, I mean, sure. I enjoy being a servant to the, to the people. Howard Baxter's in the studio with us this afternoon here on WXAN. Now, one of the things that has been no secret is that Perry County has experienced some financial problems in the last five or six years. Some of that has fallen on the Sheriff's Department. At my last understanding, uh, the Sheriff's Department in terms of the number of deputies, had been downsized from what it had been in, in previous years. Um, if you were to be elected, would it be a goal of yours to uh, bring on more sheriff's deputies? The short answer is is absolutely yes. I had breakfast with uh, Sheriff Barris about a month or two ago. Had a very good, transparent conversation because, you know, he's like, hey, Bax, whoever gets in here, they need to hit the ground running. I said, absolutely, because there's some work that needs to be done. And but, you know, even whenever I was with the state police, I was helping out with calls for service in Perry County because I know that they're shorthanded. Currently, right now, deputies work 12-hour shifts, and there's only one deputy on every 12 hours. That is, that is unacceptable, Will. I mean, from a, well, first of all, from an officer safety factor, you know, we can't always depend on ISP or Pinckneyville or Ducoin to be there. You know, they can have their own calls, and they can be tied up. I mean— if it, I mean, and you, I mean, you shouldn't be going to a domestic call by yourself. You shouldn't be going to a call that is high risk, such as dealing with the mental subject or something like that. We need to get more deputies, and I have a plan for that. Uh, I know that the fiscal year starts December one, okay, and I and I have been in talks with some of the county commissioners, so I've done my research in that aspect as far as you know. There's two sides to everything. I mean, why this happened and why. It, listen, we can't change anything in the past. What I want to do is move the Perry County Sheriff's Office forward. I want to get staffing back up. I want to improve the jail. Uh, I mean, I just think that it's important that my, you know, the people that work for the Sheriff's Office know that they're valued. And not only their physical health is important, but their mental health. I don't want to be overworking my people. I think it's important that you can have some some downtime and be able to relax for your off days to be your off days, not, hey, I got overtime shift in each field. You know what I mean? That's important. That's important. I think it's very difficult for anybody to be at their sharpest in the 11th and 12th hour of a shift doing anything. I agree. And so, you know, those types of, of shifts, I think, are detrimental to the quality that you want to be able to deliver to uh, to taxpayers uh, no no doubt uh, about it uh, another question before we take the first break of the day uh, if you do win this election can you give voters of perry county any sort of uh, obviously you know elections are elections and anybody can sure. get beat at any time but are you committed to doing this job for x amount of years absolutely you know i had a phone interview with the Perry County Journal several months ago. And what I appreciated was that the reporter was talking about, well, Baxter, what do you want to do in your first term? Because it's going to take more than one term to turn things around. If I could write my own script, I would love to at least give three terms. But in that 
three terms, you know, moving forward with staffing, with finances, uh, with equipment. I mean, someday I would really, you know, as a trooper, I've seen some of the best jails, justice centers, or whatever that you want to call them. I want Perry County to have a new jail, honestly. I, just, I mean, and there's no reason why we cannot, you know. But in that 12 years, you know, outside of just building up, making the sheriff's department better, I want to be a mentor to those coming up. Because, listen, just like whenever I was a master sergeant, I knew I wasn't going to be a master sergeant for forever. And I wanted somebody who had the same passion that I did. And there was a trooper who... I won't say his name, but, you know, I'm like, hey, hey, buddy, you need to take that sergeant's test. Well, I don't know. I said, listen, you make a great supervisor. And I tell you what, there is no greater satisfaction than a supervisor like like me seeing a true make sergeant before I before I left. That was outstanding. You know, there's a movie that uh, we were soldiers and I remember there's a sequence. Uh, it's a Vietnam War movie. But anyway, they were doing like landing and getting out of the helicopter, whatever the military terminus for that. But I remember Mel Gibson, he played the main character. So. This helicopter came in, and as they start to get out, they say, okay, boom, the captain's dead. What do you do, uh, Sergeant? Uh, boom, Sergeant's dead. Okay, Private, what do you do? Well, uh, boom, uh, I, listen, my intent is to train people to come after me because I know I'm not going to be there forever. And, I'm, I mean, I don't want to be one of these people who are the sheriff just to say, oh, I'm the sh-. this isn't a bucket list checkoff for me. Right. I have contributions that I know that I can make in a positive way. Now, while I make Everybody happy? No. I ain't trying to make everybody happy. I'm trying to do what's best for Perry County and for the people that live and travel through Perry County. So it would be your hope to serve at least three times. Absolutely. You know, that, that, if, like I said, that's what I would like to see for myself. Now, it may be longer, maybe shorter, but I got to get in first. Right. (laughs) Right. I got to get in. And so, Howard, how can people find out more about your campaign? Do you have a Facebook page or a website? Yep. There's a Baxter for Perry County Sheriff. It's on Facebook. And I encourage everybody just to, you know, I I put out the events that I'm going to be having or going to on there. Uh, just there's a lot of information that people can get. I mean, if you want to get a sign, uh, if you want to get a shirt, just, I mean, holler at me on Messenger or you can just go to the Facebook page. Absolutely. Yeah. Baxter for Perry County Sheriff. We're going to continue our conversation with Howard Baxter today. He's running for Perry County Sheriff after this uh, quick commercial break here on this Monday. It's 1220. Coming up at 1 o'clock, Jay Seculo Radio. Then at 2 p.m., Adrian Rogers and Loveworth Finding. All our interviews are brought to you by Aaron's Auto Center in Marion. And you can send me a text message on the text line at 618-426-3308. That's the TJ's Fine Jewelry and Repair text line on the west side of Carbondale. Our candidate uh, guest in the studio today is a candidate for Sheriff of Perry County, Mr. Howard Baxter. We've been talking about some of his experience in law enforcement and some of the things he wants to do moving forward. One of the things that anybody in law enforcement gets asked about these days, really candidate for office or not, is the recently adopted uh, Safety Act. Uh, This is the one that's been fairly controversial. Uh, Coming after the first of the year will eliminate cash bail in some instances where it would have been automatic before. Uh, Howard, Tell me uh, your thoughts on, perhaps it's not this simple, but whether or not this particular piece of legislation is good or bad. Well, 
in as a professional officer, um, it's not something that I would have liked to have seen. Honestly, you know, I'm all. About, I mean, you know, people want to talk about defunding. No, they should be funding the police. They should be backing us up. We should be. You know, whenever I was, was with the state police, and it came budget time, and I often saw the pie chart and our and the uh, sliver for state police that was never touched. You cannot compromise anything with public safety because it's a trickle-down effect. And when you talk about el- eliminating cash bond and putting people back out on the street, I mean, I they didn't ask me. I'll just say it like that, you know? I mean, and, and I, I don't make the law. I enforce it. Mm-hmm. And in my 30 years uh, in law enforcement, uh, I have never violated anybody's constitutional rights, and I never will, and I'll make sure that my people do not. Um uh, but I will just make sure that the Constitution is upheld and that the laws of the land will be adhered to. I just, it's, the Safety Act is going to bring changes to law in enforcement, absolutely. Uh, but you know what? We have to work with, with what we have, and we have to do our best, and we have to be vigilant in our duties as law enforcement officers to walk that line. You know, we're people too, absolutely. You know what I mean? And, but we, we have to keep our professional face on whenever we deal with the public in any capacity, be it just stopping by the park, saying hello, or arresting a violent offender for a battery. I'm not versed in it enough to be able to present a perfect scenario, but I'm going to present a scenario that I think is going to happen at some point in the next year, and that's that you have two people who are neighbors. You have a person who takes another person's lawn, uh, weed eater and leaf blower and something else. And the neighbor who was the victim of that crime calls the police and says, I could see my neighbor has stolen my stuff and it's in their shed. And the police come over and confirm that and they arrest that person. And that person is immediately released because he's no longer held on cash bond of any kind. Well, the, the person who was the victim in that scenario goes out that evening to grill some hamburgers for his family for dinner. And the guy who just perpetuated this crime on his property as damages quality of life made him feel less secure on his own property comes outside uh, to feed the dog well obviously there's going to be a conversation that happens between these two people and i think that it's going to happen that you're going to have confrontations that are going to occur that maybe wouldn't have otherwise because there is not going to be any kind of cooling off period that cash bail used to provide that's going to impact officer morale. It's going to create all sorts of problems in communities. I worry about it as a mayor. That's what I think may come out of it. Do you think my illustration there is close to accurate? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I mean, we often deal with neighbor disputes over numerous topics. You know, I always encourage people whenever they need the police, call us. First and foremost, don't think, well, I don't want to bother you. It is never a bother. But in this type of scenario, you know, I would just encourage the victim, listen, don't get goaded into anything. You know, our officers did what they could do, and we did everything to our, to our powers. You know, it's in the courts now. If you need us to drive by with frequency to do a house watch or just to check on you, absolutely well. You know, I, you talk about morale. I mean, this is not good for morale period i mean i mean this has been a subject of conversation since 2021 i mean because we know what's coming and and there's updates that officers have to go through there's there's training that we have to additional training which is great training don't get me wrong 
But, I mean, there's so many more requirements that officers are going to have to take on in order to be able just to be a, a better facilitator of problem solving. That's just the way. I mean, but listen, we know that going in. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I mean, officers are, I mean, we wear many hats, be it a teacher, a counselor, a parent, you know, a babysitter. That's, we know that going in. But my hope is that maybe the legislators will, will see, hey, this isn't working, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe, and say, you know what, let's get it back to the way that it used to be. Not so, I mean, just for the safety of the victim. Sure. Because, I mean, you know, listen, be it you're going to run a stop sign or you're going to rob a bank, there's always a victim. I mean, if you run a stop sign and hit a kid on a bike, oh, my gosh. You know, there's consequences for that. Right. Same as they are for robbing a bank. Now, mind you, that's two different spectrums. However, you know, you, you shouldn't want to lessen the more severe one just because, well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a property crime. Well, right. you know. Not to that homeowner who had ABC stolen, and now the guy's just taunting them, saying, yeah, well, I'll come get it next time I want it. You know what I mean? Right. That's, that's a concern, but that's something that I know we at Duke Coin City know how to handle, and I know that we can handle that at the Perry County Sheriff's Office. Howard Baxter's with us today. He's running for Perry County Sheriff. The election will be held on November the 8th, I believe. Um, law enforcement, you, we talked about morale in that last exchange, and we're facing a major problem with recruitment into the law enforcement field uh why in your opinion is that a problem and is there anything that can be done about it i'll tell you what even though there are those civilians who want to be police officers it's it's not an attractive offer right now because of the way that we're being um judged by the media uh you know there's a i mean there's that one percent of bad officers nationwide okay but everybody is judged by that right and I think that, you know, we just have to get that message out. I mean, and it's going to take just in your local PDs or your sheriff's office or your state agencies. You know, I believe we should be going back to job fairs and, you know, making things competitive with other agencies that we get good candidates. I don't want to just fill a slot to say we got a slot. I don't want to compromise quality for quantity. Never want to do that. And that's what I'm afraid some of these agencies are doing. Because there are officers that are leaving for other agencies because it's more attractive. But my goal would be to make the Perry County Sheriff's deputies role. I mean, be it pay, be it some benefits. You know, you get a take-home car like you do state. But it's just the fact that we have to make it attractive. And we have to just show that there is more positive than what there is negative. Mm-hmm. People people need us. You know, I've been on that scrimmage line of a on, on a on a riot team okay when i i went in 2012 i was up in chicagoland as a as a riot officer with the state police and we were at the thompson center and we had to make a scrimmage line a barrier basically between good and evil if, mm-hmm. if, if i can just say that and i tell you what it made me proud to know that you know as these protesters now they weren't being violent but they were i mean they were way more of them than they were the good guys if you will but they were they were peaceful they were peaceful enough but we're there to for preventive maintenance, if you will. And, and I mean, and, and I take a lot of pride in knowing that, listen, I got you. I got, you know, to, when, whenever I was on midnights, I, th- I thought to myself, I want people to sleep knowing that Baxter's out there working. I got you. Mm-hmm. You get your rest. And that, I just want people just to know, as the next sheriff of Perry County, every day I'm going to work hard. And I know I'm going to have some long days. Know that going in. I'm going to work some some nights. But I, but I guarantee you, I will give you everything that I that I have because I care about Perry County I care about the people and I live here too 
Howard Baxter is my guest in the studio. We're, of course, talking about his campaign for sheriff coming up, and we'll take the uh, second break of the day, and we'll come back with a few more questions right after this. Two p.m. Adrian Rogers, three thirty. Michael Youssef, and we'll have Southern gospel music from the Siggy News Radio Network in between. Howard Baxter is our guest in the studio today here on the Will Stevens Show. All of our interviews brought to you by Aaron's Auto Center in Marion. Patty Brun sends us a uh, text message and says hello, uh, Howard. And so one hello a bit to Miss Patty. <laughs> be sure to pass that along. Um, of course, the real question we need to know is uh, when Ducoin plays Pinckneyville, who do you cheer for? I'm going to cheer for both teams. <laughs> See, uh, you know, you, I think I'm being set up right now. Perhaps, yeah, but uh, you know. no, no yeah. doubt. Uh, that reminds me when I would interview Secretary of State Jesse White, he would always say he's a Cub Cardinal and White Sox fan. There you go. Um, so, yeah, I understand. It's uh, not one of those we need to pin you down <laughs> on. But uh, one thing that this is just a curiosity of mine. Growing up, I always remember, especially shortly after I got my driver's license, the dreaded state police roadblock. You know, you would <laughs> this 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 lived in the mythical minds of of teenagers and 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 us in our young twenties, especially before cell phones, because you knew as a young guy, especially when you rolled up to a roadblock, that you were gonna every inch of that vehicle was gonna be looked <laughs> over. Um, but I don't see those happening, and I haven't for years. Is there a reason why I don't see the old roadblocks where they stop every car anymore? Well, roadblocks still do take place, but they're more so by the state police during holiday emphasis time, be it Memorial Day or Labor Day. Uh, I know that I, I, I seldom ever saw them. I knew that Williamson County did them. Uh, I don't know of any really other county. I would see that them oftentimes on the east end of Carbondale yeah. coming in to town yeah near uh is that spillway road and 13 out there near that car dealership is where we would often right up. but uh well you know but the short answer is we just don't have the staffing for it here in perry county i know? see and you know when you have a roadside safety check a roadblock you know basically we're just making sure that everybody is valid and they have auto insurance and but of course just like you said we're looking through the car just on the outside if, we, if you see anything that is suspicious and hey, can you pull over there? Be it open alcohol or right. maybe an, an open container of this or that that it's illegal or even a weapon. But road, roadside safety checks, i.e., roadblocks, you know, they're a they're a good tool to educate mm -hmm. as well as enforce. And and I believe that education goes hand in hand with enforcement. You know, you don't always have to write a ticket. You know, but listen, if if I can talk to a young person who's going a little bit too fast, say listen. Well, you just need to slow down next time. Watch your speed. Be careful. And you, I, sh I sure will, officer. You have a good day. You know. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're not the. This is just business for us. I mean, it's, this isn't personal. Even though officers often get attacked personally because, well, you you gave me that ticket. Well, no, no, you you blew by me at ninety miles an hour right, in right. fifty five. I mean, you got my attention. You know, but I think that if we can increase um, the staffing for the sheriff's office, I think that we can maybe. Do a couple of details a month or even, you know, every holiday time just 
to help to educate and to make sure that everybody is in compliance with their driver's license and with their and having insurance. I remember very vividly there was a time whenever I was going through one of those roadside safety checks and I had lost my driver's license about three months before and I'd went to the DMV and they had given me another driver's license. Being young and naive, I thought that the fact that I had went and got a new driver's license would have like given me a further expiration date, but it did not. And so the state police officer said, did you realize you're driving on expired license? I said, you better go check again because I just got that driver's <laughs> license about three months ago. I said, it can't be expired. And um, so we had a disagreement about that for a little while, and we finally got it, it, it figured out. But just something that comes to my mind. Now, I have to share this because it comes to my mind. You talk about how you work with people on different traffic stops. Um, I interviewed a guy named John Gossett here about three I years ago. I just saw ago. John at the fair the other night. Great guy. <laughs> he wrote I just a, saw John the other day. wrote a book called Trooper Tales. One, right. of, one of those stories is where he arrested Santa Claus on Christmas Eve <laughs> for DUI or something along these lines and took him to the jail, and everybody gave him a lot of grief about doing that. Um, have you ever arrested Santa Claus on Christmas Eve? Uh, well, if I did, he was incognito. Okay. So I can honestly say I never took anybody to jail with a red suit. Okay, all right. Is there any uh, bizarre story like that that's in your back of your mind in your career that's that can be shared well I, t- I tell you what one easter sunday um i'm getting ready for work and i get called out early because there was an overturned cattle truck at the south split there at 64 and 57 so uh we got called out and i, I just a vivid memory of going up you know I, I took 14 to 57 going up to to jefferson county and just these carcasses of cows it's like a, like a war zone because you know they're walking out in traffic and they're getting hit so by the time i got to the scene of the crash my, my lieutenant said listen we gotta keep these cows from going onto the roadway get your shotgun just in case yeah so you know like i said i was a day shift master sergeant at the time so i came out and after sun up you know we uh my Myself and another trooper who was, I was on the northbound side. He was on the southbound side. Mm-hmm. But in that large grassy meeting, we, we saw this, this bobbin. Well, it was a cow. So it was kind of bedded down. And I, uh, well, by the time we saw that cow, the, the lieutenant was like, well, listen, we're going to get a cowboy to come out here and with his trailer and just do get some wrangling. Get this thing rounded up. So just try to keep it from coming to the, getting onto the roadway. So, uh, so I got out of my squad car and i'm on the shoulder you know and, and i got my my shotgun down just kind of low because i don't want to offend this cow <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know, this guy's gonna say hey that guy's got a gun that's not nice i mean I don't, i'm not around cows well uh-huh. I, don't, I just have no idea <laughs> what they think so uh, well this cow kind of trots north a little bit so i kind of jog north kind of mm-hmm. he comes he jogs back south so i come back south and um when he comes back south we're a little bit closer yeah okay but still i got my gun kind of down. already hit so i remember well it's it, it kind of started to shake its head and do a little pawn mm-hmm. so i kind of got my gun to the high port you know just kind of right in front of me just in case i i would need it well um, but i'm thinking to myself just please just don't just don't come don't charge <laughs> just, it yeah babe, don't please. charge me well i'll tell you what that's but no sooner that i thought that here it comes, and as I'm lowering my shotgun, he catches me on the inside of my right leg, tosses me up in the air, and just shuttles across the interstate. So, of course, you know, I get up, man, what just happened here? 
I, I think I'm more mad just because I'm dirty, you know, because <laughs> like, I like to be clean when I'm working. Well, of course, at that time, here comes Cowboy Bill with his trailer. I'm like, he just jumped the fence, uh-huh. you know. But I tell you what, you t- my, were, you, were, you, were you injured seriously? Well, I, I he uh, stepped on my finger and I had to get some stitches in my finger, but that was the worst outside of this. I mean, I'm glad I had my vest on, which every officer should wear their vest, but he, he actually walked over me mm. to get over me <laughs> and probably the grief from your fellow officers was worse oh, than anything my guys love me let me yeah. just say it like that. i tell you <laughs> what the first day that i came back on the air and i went 1041 which which means to say i started my tour yeah i heard this you know i'm like okay whatever <laughs> whatever uh, a lot, howard. Lot, there's a lot of love out there Will. yeah yeah there, there is <laughs> howard baxter in the studio with us we'll take the last break and we'll be back to uh wrap it up after this Last question for you today, Howard. Uh, why should people vote for you instead of your opponent for sheriff of Perry County? I know that I'm the best qualified candidate for sheriff of Perry County at this time. With my experience, with my people skills, what I've learned in 30 years, like I said earlier, there's a wisdom that you get with being in law enforcement for as long as I have. And I just want to bring everything that I've learned to the Perry County Sheriff's Office and get it back to where it was never. I worked there back in 93. You know, uh, like I said, Chad's a good guy, but he doesn't have the experience that I have. And not to say that if he stays in law enforcement for as long as I have, then he'll be there someday. We need somebody who is able to hit the ground running and that is has a passion for people because as law enforcement officers, we are in the people business because their safety is our priority and I think that well I know with my background I mean even as a father you know there's there's leadership skills that I bring that he doesn't have and there's experiences of course I mean just based upon my years of service in law enforcement as especially as a leader in law enforcement that he doesn't have but listen like I said but he can be there someday I want the voters of Perry, of Perry County just to know that this is a decision that I, uh, that I prayed about that is not some whim for me. It's not like a bucket list checkoff. This is something that I want to do. And if fortunate enough to be elected, then I know that they're going to see my hard work. You know, I believe what Jesus said in Matthew. He says, the two greatest commandments are love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And then to love your neighbor as yourself. And I want to live by that creed every day. And I tell you what, and if we all love each other and there was no need for law enforcement, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm good. Because that means that, you know, but listen, I encourage, if, if, if you don't hear anything else from me today, Second Chronicles 7.14 tells us to pray for our nation. You pray for our nation. You pray for your first responders. You pray for those who protect the state. You pray for those who protect this nation. And you pray for the leaders. Because, listen, I know as a sheriff's candidate, I can't do this without prayer and without faith. And I like to think that, you know, people that are in positions of, of authority don't do it on, on their own. There's just no way. There's just... There's just no way, and I can tell you about that sometime. Listen, I'm going to have some events coming up. I'm going to have uh, I'm going to have coffee with a candidate at BJ's in Ducoin on September 17th. I'll be in Tamaro at their community center on the 24th. I'm going to be 
at the Grecian Steakhouse on uh, the 22nd. And but I, all all of this information is going to be posted on my Facebook page. But I, listen, if given the opportunity to be the next sheriff of Perry County, I know in my heart that people will. I mean, like I say, I'm not going to make everybody happy, and I can do everything right. But some there's always going to be critics. I can't pay attention to that. If I can live my life in a way that that God's happy, then I'm good because I just I mean I do, uh, and and I can't be ashamed to talk of my faith. In, in Mark, the Lord says, well, if you're ashamed to confess me to others, then I'm going to be ashamed to confess you to my Father. And I don't want to be on the outside. Right. I, I, I want to be with the sheep. I don't want to be with the goats. Amen. But I do. But I do. I mean, I, I love my community. And, I mean, everybody will get the same level of professionalism and dedication that I give to my own family. I will give to the guy that lives on the end of Whitetail Road or they're off of Broadway and, you know, Willisville or they're in Cutler. I mean, I'm here to tell you, I will be the sheriff for all of Perry County. Howard Baxter has been our guest today in the studio. Howard, thank you so much for your appreciate time. Appreciate it, Will. We appreciate it. Thank you. We'll sit down as we always do. Coming up, Jay Seculo.